SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. We hear so much about the Bible. We go to church and our pastors are quoting the Bible. But when you really want to dig into knowing the Bible for yourself, you pick up this big giant book that's been translated from other languages. And sometimes the connections just don't feel organic to us. Let's be honest. We're talking with Trisha Lott Williford today at SWIS Radio. How are you? I'm doing great today, Scott. How are you? You know, Tricia, it's interesting how we sort of feel intimidated by the Word of God, and maybe sometimes we should because it's us having a relationship with a personal God, and He's revealing Himself through that. I sure agree with you. I think that it's so interesting that writing down our thoughts is something that God uniquely gave to human beings, and there isn't another creation that can do that. And He gave us that ability, and then He chose to speak through it, and that continues to light up my life and my world and my mind every day. Now, Trisha, you just released a new book. It's called This Book's For You. It's loving God's words in your actual life. And right on the back of it, it's basically saying, like, I'm not a Bible scholar. I've not gone to seminary. I'm not a pastor. I'm just someone that loves God and has had a personal relationship with him and has fallen in love with his word by taking the time to read it. Yeah. Well, my story is that I was raised in the church, and I thought I was doing all the right things. You know, grew up in the church and attended youth group and summer camp and mission trips and memory scripture and Christian college and went to, you know, waitress in college and tithed 10% of my dollars. I mean, I was following all the things. So by the time I was in my 30s, I felt like, well, this is the life that I wanted. This is the life that I have. And obviously, it's because of God's favor and faithfulness because I followed all the rules. And I thought that I had created something myself that was just like an obvious act of obedience. Like if you have this, it's because you obeyed God in his favor. Obedience will always be his blessing in your life. And Scott, suddenly the bottom fell out of my world when I was 31 years old and my husband was sick for just 12 hours. The doctors thought he had the flu and sent us home from the hospital, and they said, he won't die from this, but he's going to feel like it. And he died the next morning. And when that happened, my entire world shifted 35, 45 degrees. Everything that I could see was wrong. Everything was different. Everything was hard. And all of a sudden, I was faced with this equation of, I thought I did all the right things. God, you did not hold up your end of the bargain. And having been you know, raised with the Bible in my home and in my church and certainly available to be in my hands, I thought, you know, I don't really want to read this thing. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this now. Because I really felt like I was kind of entitled to take a break. But then I discovered, Scott, I didn't know where else to go. Facebook and Instagram were hopelessly optimistic at the time. Everything was all shiny and perfect and wonderful in everybody's lives. And I didn't feel that way. Reading books was just too complex for my mind to take in during that time of grief and trauma. So I thought, you know, I will give God a try again, and I will take this Bible, and I will go to Starbucks, and I will take my journal, and I will see what I can find. And what I discovered, I didn't want to read the Old Testament because it seemed like this angry God who punished people for making bad choices and for sinning against him, which made me think, is the death of my husband the result of my choices, and is this a punishment? But then I didn't want to read the New Testament because that was filled with this 
loving Jesus who was walking around handing out miracles to people whose faith was strong enough. And that caused me to question, is the death of my husband the result of lack of faith on my part? Did I do the wrong thing? And so, Scott, I started sort of somewhere in the middle in the book of Psalms, and I just started copying the book of Psalms. And one of the things I discovered in reading and copying the book of Psalms and borrowing the prayers of the psalmist, I discovered that every emotion is covered in that book. Every emotion is accepted. Every emotion is okay before a sovereign God who already knows how we're feeling. And when we bring those to him in exchange, he gives us himself. And I discovered this lifeline, this pathway back to the Bible and in some ways into the Bible for the very first time. And as you said, I am not a seminarian. I'm not an academician. I am not an Old Testament scholar. I'm not a church history professor. I am a woman who has wrestled with hard questions and encountered anxiety and depression that nearly drowned me. And in the process of all of that, I found the word of God and I found his words in my actual life could be a lifeline. We're talking with Trisha Lot Wilford today at SWS Radio, and a few minutes ago you were talking about how when your husband had passed away, you sort of wanted to read through the Bible again, but you're like, um, Old Testament, seems like it's like this angry God who punished people for not listening to him, but then the New Testament felt more like this loving Jesus just handing out miracles, and neither of those was really your story. Now, Trisha, where did God show you where his true nature really was so that you could actually understand where that balance really was. Once I became comfortable talking to God again by borrowing the words from the psalmist and by letting their words be mine until I could find my own, then I turned to the book of John and I wanted to find Jesus again. And I wanted to know this God who gives us himself in through his son. When I started reading about that and seeing this Jesus who loves people so hard, he just loves so hard. And I could see that this, that when God loves people through Jesus, we can see who God truly is, that he is a God of love and a God of compassion. He is a God of welcoming and a God of grace, because that is what we see in his son, Jesus. And if God made us and Jesus walked among us and the Holy Spirit lives within us, this is the God that I wanted to know. Let me know more of this God. And that was where he pointed me back to who he was, And he was a Jesus of all emotions, too. He understood anger. He understood suffering. He understood grief and sadness. Phoebe Swift has written this great analogy for when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And he talked about, she wrote about how when he showed up on the scene and discovered that Lazarus was dead, he cried. And he knew where this story was going. He knew what he was going to do next. And he knows how this story, this story that we're living You and me, Scott, and the rest of all the listeners, he knows where this story is headed. And yet he grieves with us over the things that make us sad. Because knowing how the story ends doesn't mean you can't cry at the sad parts. And I loved the words of Stevie Swift, and they gave language to my heart and helped me to see that Jesus was in this with me. We talk a lot about prayer strategy here at SOS Radio, but another strategy that we can develop is a reading strategy. We're talking with Trisha Lott Wilford today at SOS Radio. Immersing ourselves in God's Word helps us to understand God's heart because it doesn't matter what we think about God. 
It's more about how he reveals himself. And the only place we're actually going to find that true revelation of him is in his word. That's the method that he generally uses. Now, Tricia, can you talk about some strategies for those who want to read God's word a little more often, but have been struggling to find the time to actually do it? Man, that's the biggest question of all is when am I actually supposed to do this and where should I actually begin and what should I do with this? This was a practice that I established long ago from a mentor of mine, and it has certainly worked for me. And that is the practice of three by five cards that I could read the Bible when I had a moment and whatever jumped out to me that day within the context of the book that I was reading. So pick one book, whether it's the book of John, where you'll fall in love with that Jesus, or the book of James. That's another great one. I have a love-hate relationship with the book of James. I love it because it's so clear that I can't miss the point. And I also hate it because it's so clear that I can't miss the point. And so to be able to read, choose one of those books, maybe if it's your first time opening the Bible, and settle in and read just for five minutes a day and write down on a three by five card what stood out to you today. Copy a verse and carry it with you. Anne Lamott says that she carries a notebook or a three by five card in her pocket to capture her many thoughts throughout the day of the things that she'd like to write about. And Beth Moore says that she believes that on the eighth day, God created three by five cards because they are just something we can carry with us. And when you can take a nugget like that and carry it in your pocket or carry it, you know, take a photo of it, carry it on your iPhone, carry it in your car with you, and then read it during stoplights while you're waiting at a stoplight, while you're waiting in line at the post office, carry it with you. And you'll discover that actually, instead of losing time all day long, there are nuggets of found time all day long that are just a few minutes, sometimes one or two, sometimes more than that, when, oh my goodness, look what I have. And you don't have to carry the entire Bible with you at all times. And you don't have to have your markers and your highlighters and your Bible study tools and all of your books to spread out on the table before you. You can take a nugget of truth and carry it in your pocket and refer to it and remind yourself and lift your soul and your eyes up again in just those few moments of your day. When we read the Bible, we don't have to read it like a novel. It wasn't written like that. And we're talking with Trisha Lott Williford today at SWS Radio. She actually wrote a book for those of us to struggle with, like, how do I read the Bible? Where do I start? How do I even make sense of all of it? It's called, This Book's For You. It's loving God's words in your actual life. And Trisha, it's so interesting because when you read any sort of story, you generally think of, like, the structure, like, there's the intro, then there's, like, the action and the climax, and then the fall action or a resolution, right? You have the characters and the setting, but the Bible isn't a normal book like that. And when we can start from a place by understanding that it's more like a library, it's more like a collection of 66 books written over a span of like 1500 years on three different continents, by like 40 different authors, and they didn't know each other personally at the time. Trisha, for someone who's new to a faith in Jesus, thinking about, I want to read the Bible, challenging them not to look at it like a novel they pick up and read cover to cover, starting at Genesis and ending sequentially going through to Revelation, you can get a lot more out of it by starting in different places. Yes, I absolutely agree. A great analogy that I heard from a pastor of mine along the way, he was talking about in winter when the lake freezes over. And uh, he wanted to go ice skating in the river. He wanted to go ice skating in the lake. And the truth of the matter is the iciest part was the thickest part, and it was closer to the middle. 
And that was the part that was the safest place to be and the best place to do the skating. And if you start at the very edge, then it's tricky and it's harder and it's harder to understand. And I just loved that analogy so much because it is harder to navigate the Bible. If you start with the book of Genesis, or even maybe if you start with the book of Revelation, but if you start in the middle and if you start with the story of Jesus, that is where the goodness is. That is where the meat is. That is the one, he's the one we want to know. He's the one that walked among us and he's the one that we can know. And so if we start there instead, uh, if you start at Genesis, Genesis, a powerful story, certainly deep history and so important to the foundation of who we are. And then Exodus, also very important story of the Israelites. And, and it reads, sometimes it does read like a novel, but before you know it, Genesis, Exodus, you get into Leviticus and Numbers, and those can sometimes read more like a contract because they were. And it's hard to read a contract. It's hard to read the fine print. It's easy to get buried and to think, you know what? There's a whole lot of talk of what I'm allowed and not allowed to do. And actually, this was from a long time ago. And I think it's important for us to remember that all of the Bible was written for us, but it wasn't all written to us. And some of these things started out as letters to other people and documentations of things by different authors that all came together in at different times with different people, all breathed by the Holy Spirit. But we've got to find the part that is written for us. And Jesus is for us. And his word is for us. And his scripture is for us. And so if we start with the relationship with Jesus and to find out actually who this man is, man, he's the goods. I will never get over him. I think we get a better understanding of who God is when we can understand that there's the Gospels that tell the story of who Jesus is, and then there's the story of the early church and Acts, and then you know some of the apostles and the guys that were walking through that, and some of the disciples, they wrote books or letters about their life as the church was growing, like we're talking about Peter and Paul and John and James, and, and that came out of what Jesus actually taught. Yes, I absolutely agree. When we find those things, we find the people who, who actually knew him or who knew people who knew him. And that changes everything. I, I agree with you. Well, we're talking with Trisha Lott Williford today at SWS Radio, and her new book is out this week. It's called This Book's For You, Loving God's Words in Your Actual Life. Thanks, Trisha. Thank you, Scott. God bless you today. Thanks for listening to the SOS Radio Podcast with Scott Harold. If this discussion encouraged you, feel free to share it with your friends on social media. 